While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, I mean, you've heard the intro song at this point. So you guys know this is all about teachers having a couple of beers uh, over or, and talking about the stuff that's that's going on. And sometimes it gets very specific to our classrooms and sometimes it's bigger issue stuff. Uh, if you want to be on the show, you can reach me at classroombrew at gmail.com or you can reach me on social media. It's just at classroombrew on what, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. YouTube. If you search us, that's the easiest way. But if you want to be on, or if you know somebody who might want to be on, uh, have them reach out or reach out on, on their behalf. Uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll reward you for, for jumping in. You could also go to uh, patreon.com slash classroom brew to get some bonus content for the podcast. Uh, for example, last week's episode, which was uh, behind the paywall for good reason, we were calling out certain names that are ruined. You know? And we didn't get into all of them because if we got into all of them over the past, you know, uh, some people who are listening have been teaching for less than it will, one year at this point. Some people are pre-service teachers. And then some of us have been doing this for six to 15 plus years. So there are quite a bit of names and we couldn't fit them all into one episode. So we picked a few of them. I did want to point out, by the way, that was behind the paywall, obviously for privacy, but also because I asked certain people... Um, personally. So I think we had Adam on and I called him on the spot. I think we called Peter, but it went to voicemail. Um, but I also, I took to Instagram. And so those are all in there. Uh, and there's a, a bunch of them. I'm not going to name off the, the people just to play it safe because this one, this episode is not behind the paywall. Uh, but we have names like, well, I'm just going to read them. Clayton, never met a chase who wasn't feral. Brian, Juniper, Paige, Josie, Laura, Cody, Emma, Dylan, Fucking Demario, one of my faves, but shit, dude. Uh, Maddox, Nora, Wyatt, and Sam, Aiden, Peter, that's funny, Elijah, Eli, Kaylee, Kaylee, either spelling, Christian. Uh, one person writes, anything that starts with a J, the very next person, very fitting, writes Jaden. Uh, next person, Taylor, Dylan, Matt, these are all different people, I guess. Taylor, Dylan, Madeline, and that, that last one hurts. I wanted to name a girl that. Uh, Angel, James, Ad it's funny, Angel, we talked about one that these ironic names really, uh, James, Adam, Jalen, Destiny, Kayla, Jaden again, these are some repeats, I guess, Benjamin, Chloe, Zach, Brayden, any spelling, Jackson, Austin, Anthony, uh, Adeline, Addie, Joseph, Jeremiah, uh, Landon, Alex, there are so many of these different names. So those of you that wrote in, this was, a, uh, I believe posted on an Instagram story. So thank you guys for for uh, engaging with the podcast a little bit and give me the, the, the baby names that are ruined because of certain students. I'm not saying that it's like an egregious thing, but sometimes, you know, we're human, so it's fine. Um, I do want to give a big shout out to uh, Lish, James, Cindy, Melinda, 
Sabrina, Leslie, Leo, and Adam. They are our current Patreon members who were able to check out that full video podcast from, what was it, episode 307. Um, I think there was a preview on the main feed, and then there was the, the video podcast itself. So, uh, to, to be honest, this is such a weird summer because this is my, my first summer not coaching uh, football, not spending uh, literally hours at the school and outside of the school in the summer heat. Which I guess is good timing because the the air quality right now um, is pretty bad. Oh, I almost forgot. I totally forgot. I spaced on this. Uh, we had a we had a Patreon member write. Uh, let me pull up that. I think it sent me an email. Uh, they wrote that oddly enough, most of my students with biblical names have been quite challenging. That's a nice way of putting it. Uh, shout out to uh, Cindy for for writing that in. Um, but yeah, the air quality, the Earth is on fire, and you know I've been dealing with parents over the years who just you know, deny that climate change is happening. Meanwhile, they litter right in front of my face. Um, not on it, I guess. They're not throwing trash at me, but they might as well in some cases with their child. Um, but, but I was going in because I was doing this. There are so many acronyms in education. It's the CIWP, Continuous Improvement Work Plan for our school. And we have to implement some stuff with Apple because we're going to be like a pilot or we're doing a pilot to slowly become an Apple school we'll see how that goes but also i've been doing some curriculum work with other adam and uh and and peter where we went in for four hours uh for a few days we're going to do a couple days coming up pretty soon as well because we're doing that uh that curriculum deep dive and quite literally we're going day by day (laughs) every single you know document assignment deliverable assessment uh lesson plan sequencing structure of it uh, unit plans, everything, standards that go along with it. It takes forever. I know we've got semester one done for two courses and some of semester two, but it is a long, long process. But it was nice because, well, one, uh, summer pay, uh, got a wedding to pay for. That's that's cool. Um, but also it was nice to truly take some time to think about these things because we don't get a lot of time to do that. You could polish it year after year, but you're pretty much limited to your prep times, which, as we know, are usually never <laughs> devoted to preparing for our classes. We have other, many other things that we have to do, unfortunately. Um, but it was nice to, to take the time to do that, but also it was nice to go home. Like, I'm not there all day. And granted, it was shifted to like morning and early afternoon as opposed to uh, afternoon and evening for football. But it was so, especially with the shitty weather and the shitty air quality, to go, like, I'm seeing football players come in, some of my former coaching buddies come in, and I'm like, see ya. Um, and I gotta be honest with you, I'm pretty excited about it. It's nice to not be out. I mean, the summer months of coaching a sport outdoors are truly grueling, especially when it's, uh, if you have low attendance for that, or, or inconsistent attendance, I should say. Um, I, I'm sure it'll get better, maybe not. But for, for us, it was always brutal in the summer months. And I know that people have a lot of travel and stuff like that because things just aren't the same as they used to. Like, like when I was doing football summer camp, you didn't miss a day. Even if you had like an excused absence, you had to make up conditioning and go to a study set. Like it was so much different, but we just don't have that dedication. So we couldn't run things like that back when I was coaching football. Um, but man, is it grueling when you have inconsistent attendance or 
inconsistent effort or these phantom injuries where they just make shit up uh, or, or trying to figure out how they can get to and from the school because like, their rides are inconsistent as hell, it's really hard sometimes to wake up and uh, motivate yourself to, to go out there and, you know, bake in the sun for however many hours. And the weird tan lines that you will get for sure. Um, yeah, man. So I'm also glad that I am not uh, coaching summer school. I got a text from other Adam again, first Adam again, uh, where a former student of mine who just didn't give a shit the entire year and only cared when it was too late. Both semesters too, by the way. Uh, cared when it was way too late in first semester, started caring a bit too late in second semester, and then finally couldn't pass because got suspended. And then even though I excused work to make sure it didn't hurt this particular student, it also didn't help them, but that was the most equitable way to do it for them in a limited amount of time. But they just gave up on this, the, the class. And I'm sure it's going to become some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy for them. Like, see, I tried and look what happened. Neglecting the fact that they weren't there the past two weeks and didn't do any of the stuff that I sent digitally. Like, just a gimme layup. Like, if you just take a picture of and email it to me of anything that you took notes on for this public law exam, I'll just throw away, like, extra credit and regular credit, like, and then we'll focus on passing the uh, public law exam. Just throwing it away to help this kid out. And they just didn't reciprocate. No matter which adult, parent, coach, you know, other parent, whatever, nothing got through. But anyways, they are, they are doing summer school for one of the semesters of uh, the course they failed with me for the full year, sadly. But uh, I get this text from uh, Adam actually earlier today because he's doing summer school. And the quote is, uh, I thought your work was supposed to be easier than Mr. F's. <laughs> like... This kid is so convinced that I'm just the biggest asshole and that I have impossible expectations. But you ask any other student or any other adult or even the parent to look at the work that is asked of you know any of my students on a day-to-day -day basis, they're like, why the fuck are you complaining? <laughs> you know? Um, so I love that it's, it's, not, it's not even like, this is my work for social studies. It's, this is my Mr. F's work. It's me. Like, it's very, like, personalized to me. Uh, it's not the fact that I'm teaching a course. This particular student made it very personal. Uh, did I mention that? I don't, I mean, students never overtly disrespectful, just frustrating and, and uh, maybe a bit entitled. But that doesn't certainly, it, it certainly doesn't ruin the name. But I just love that, you know, it's summer school. They took the L, they're doing the time or whatever, and they still find a way to complain about me and Adam as the summer school teacher. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I'm so glad I'm not doing summer school. I'm doing other stuff. Um, maybe I'll donate plasma. I don't know. I feel like donating plasma might be more beneficial financially <laughs> for most teachers. How much plasma can you do in a given year? Like, how? Mm, let's see. How many times can you donate plasma? And let's see how much you would get for that. Two plasma donations within a seven-day period with at least uh, 48 hours in between donations. And then how much? Okay, so we'll just say uh, 50, 52 weeks. We're talking 104 possible. Let's just, we'll just make it 100. No, we'll make it 104. We'll be at, we're going to pretend we're doing this every 
week. Maybe we'll do 51 because sometimes, you know, weeks are weird. Uh, how much can you make off donating plasma? I got some pre-service teachers listening right now who are like, this might be my new career path. And <laughs> uh, some are saying up to 850. Some are saying 500. Uh, some have made as little as 20 to $50. So what we're going to do, we've got 20, 50, 500, 850. Uh, what was that? I, I gave off four numbers. So we're going to say an average of 355. You know, we'll be conservative. We'll go 350. And then that's uh, 104 opportunities to donate, assuming that you are regenerating plasma at a healthy rate. That's $36,000 and some change. $400 of change, basically. 36,400. 36K just for showing up and donating and sitting there for a few hours. It's probably super unhealthy. I know if you had tattoos in the past year or something like that, some bullshit, you can't. I'm assuming if you're anemic or anything like that, or, you know, any, you know I'm sure rare blood, blood types or universal donors would, might get more. I, I don't know. And then they might consider your mental health state if you're donating plasma twice a week for 52 weeks consistently. But I got to tell you, 36,000 is more than some teachers make, right? Like CPS pays pretty well. I can't complain too much. But like, what's the, the, the lowest teacher salary uh, by state? Let's see. Hawaii. So that's funny because that's got one of the highest costs of living. Uh, 47,000. Maine, 49,000. I'm rounding a little bit. Uh, South Dakota, 50,000. Florida, 50,000 and some change. DC, 50,000 and some change. So you're telling me, for all the education we have to get to be teachers, I'm assuming these are bachelor degree, bachelor's degree people, uh, and, and they're making 47,000. Average college education is what? 100,000, give or take. Obviously, there are some that are way over and some that are way less in-state, out-of-state, community college, city college versus big university or small university, whatever, uh, private college, religious college, all that. But you're telling me with student loans and all that stuff, <laughs> in some states, you're making as low as $46,000. And for zero training, I guess you have to train yourself to to stay alive, survival skills, the bar is low. Uh, you could make just $10,000 less than that. But technically you're ahead because you're not spending the $100,000 or whatever on uh, school. <laughs> That's about right. I wonder how many teachers actually do that. I know a lot of, a lot of teachers do have a second job. Uh, is that a thing though? Teachers who donate blood plasma. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, here we go. Time Magazine from September. This is riveting stuff. Uh, September 2018. The title is, I work three jobs and donate blood plasma to pay the bills. This is what it's like to be a teacher in America. I kind of remember this series. It says, uh, U.S. History. Hey, shout out. U.S. History teacher Hope Brown sits in a classroom at Woodford County High School in Versailles, Kansas. Kentucky, sorry. K-Y. They have a Versailles there too. It's like the discount for Versailles. Uh, $60 donating plasma twice in one week and a little more if she sells some of her clothes at a consignment store. 
consignment store. I don't know what that is. Uh, so multiple jobs. She's, she's 52 years old. I truly love teaching, but we are not paid for the work that we do. And so she's doing three jobs. Often works from 5 a.m. to 4 p.m. at her school. Then goes to a second job manning the metal detectors and wrangling rowdy guests at Lexington's Rupp Arena. She also runs a historical tour company for extra money. What is Rupp Arena? Rupp Arena. Lexington. I mean, I know plenty of people who do that. I think our gym teacher, he does like concessions or whatever. Rupp Arena. What is in Rupp Arena? Got it. University of Kentucky. That's where they, they play. I don't know which sport. I'm not looking that up because I've been on it for a while. Anyway, um, so I mentioned student loans briefly. This week, and who knows, this episode comes out on what? June 29th, Thursday. And at that point, I believe the Supreme Court will have decided on the student loan forgiveness plan put forth by the, the Biden administration. Now, I got to tell you, I don't feel good about the, the odds of it. And as someone who, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, as someone who put themselves through undergrad and grad school back to back, there's some hefty loans there. And uh, I stand to, to potentially, I don't even want to say like get ahead because I won't because the wedding, but also just life is expensive. I live in the city of Chicago, which is really expensive. Um, but I just, I just don't know the you know how good the odds are going to be so if you don't know it's been a it's been proposed for a while it was blocked because a couple of states uh i believe more conservative states sued the biden administration and so now the supreme court is uh deciding well a can they sue the federal government the biden administration over this can the states do states do that and uh b can the biden administration give the department of education uh, what's the guy's name? Miguel Cardona or, or something like that. Do they have the power to eliminate debt in the event of an emergency crisis, national emergency, whatever? Uh, in this case, the COVID-19 pandemic that effectively was ended in like what, May of this year, 2023? Um, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to be good because the the majority of Supreme Court justices right now, uh, good for those who are, are in favor of... Uh, student loan, Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. But basically, if you, if you look at the Supreme Courts right now, and I think four of them were put in by, uh, nominated, sorry, by uh, Trump, but there's, it's like six to three in favor of more conservative right of center um, political ideologies, including like Clarence Thomas, who's just a piece of shit. Uh, I don't know much about, um, well, Brett Kavanaugh, let's, we're not getting into that. But like Amy Coney Barrett, uh, even uh, 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 Gorsuch, Gorsuch, Gorsuch. I think uh, Chief Justice is um, uh, Roberts, John, Jim John, John Roberts. John Roberts, uh, he's Chief Justice. Um, but basically it's just uh, Sotomayor, Breyer. No, he retired. There's um, that lady that Biden put in there. I can't remember. And uh, Kagan, Kagan. Three liberal versus six conservative, with Clarence Thomas being the most. And I just, I never thought it would come down to, like, the, the potential swings to, to make this, you know, actually pass through or, or not shot down, I guess is a better way of putting it. 
might come down to Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh. That's <laughs> those who are are waiting to see what happens before October when student loan repayments, you know, begin and might come back with a vengeance and additional interest because, of course, uh, sucks. It, it might our our hopes, <laughs> our financial hopes for for this uh, ten to twenty thousand uh, uh, dollar thing, which we'll still pay back in taxes. It comes down to ACB and Brett Kavanaugh. Those are the two. Also, I mean, I don't even know if the, the other three um, would necessarily go in favor of this, this plan. You would assume. Uh, who was the person that, that Biden put in? I'm just going to type newest Supreme Court justice. It's that lady, right? Uh, Jackson, right, Jackson. Katanji Brown Jackson. Uh, which I assume she would be more liberal if if uh, Biden would have put her in, but I don't. I, I just I don't think it's going to happen. I, I know the the Dave Ramseys of the world are like it's a disaster, but I've also heard you know economists and and uh, financial advisors talk about the potential uh, collapse of of uh, the economy or inflation getting worse or the element of I mean the GDP is going to for sure drop because spending power will will drop significantly and then you might have some people who default on their loans i've been paying back my loans this entire time just as interest-free payments uh but there are some people who haven't paid back their loans in three years and they have more than enough notice if they're following the the news or their emails uh but there's going to be for sure some fatigue they extended the payment pause i don't even know how many times uh, which was appreciated because there for sure was a a decent financial hit for me personally and for a lot of people because of the pandemic. But um, I just don't think it's going to pass through and I think it's going to cause just as many issues. You're picking where the issues are going to be. And it's interesting because we we are educators and and now I'm getting to the point where I'm almost saying just don't go to college (laughs) or or choose like one of the cheapest places because where you go is becoming, you know, such a minuscule factor outside of the experience that you want to have as a, a college student or a grad student or trade school student, whatever. Um, but it's just become, it, I, the big issue that needs to be addressed is just how unaffordable it is for the average, the average American, you know? So not only are, are people trying to use education to get out of poverty, uh, but then they are in poverty even worse with student loan debt as a result of, of pursuing their their degree, whether it's a degree, advanced degree, whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, we for sure with uh, private universities, even public universities, have de-incentivized people from going to get their degree. And I'm not saying everyone should get a degree. Again, I, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm not just saying like, well, there are other options like trade schools or straight to the workforce. I'm getting to the point now where I'm saying you might want to stay away from higher ed. Like, not as a dig to you, but you might make more money and be in a better financial situation if you jump right into it or take up a trade. Um, not to mention how people get, a, you know, these jobs that you think you might need uh, an advanced degree, a post-secondary degree, but you really don't. And I say that as someone with a master's degree, like a fucking sap. <laughs> but anyways, I, I just, I don't think it's going to go well. I, if, it's, if I'm wrong, I will be on the next episode talking about how ecstatic I am and counting down the days till my 20K hits. Because I would stand to get that 20K, which is a dent 
in what I <laughs> what I still owe. And I've paid back so much, but the first like two years, you're just paying for your interest. Um, so I will be in Florida, actually, for my bachelor party at Airbnb uh, on the water, but I will be, hopefully the air quality and the flooding is okay. But I will be also watching. So it could be a major bummer. Um, that and also checking in constantly to see if our dog Marty is doing okay because poor guy's had a rough week of vomiting and going to the vet. And if you have a nervous dog or a dog who is uh, reactive or has some trauma in their past before you adopted them, you know that if you need to get any sort of testing done or even sometimes a physical exam, it requires them to be sedated, which is very costly after the first time or the second time, and it's required. So, True Panion, help me out here. I got a wedding to pay for, and we pay for insurance, but uh, very limited. I guess it's only the major stuff. So hopefully he's, he's going to be you know, done vomiting, and we'll figure out what that is. But again, I'll be attached to my phone periodically just to see what's going on with the Supreme Court. There are other decisions that are coming down, by the way. It's always the, the midsummer, midsummer? midsummer decisions by the Supreme Court. Um, I don't remember why. I'm sure there's a reason for it. Suspense. Um, but also checking in on uh, my dog while I'm gone for a few days. So, But hey, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to this one. Hopefully you were drinking along, or if you were driving, please don't be drinking along. Uh, being safe, making good decisions, of course. Uh, but if you are a pre-service teacher, veteran teacher, novice, te- no- are we all novices? Um, hopefully something resonated with you and you can reach out, uh, again, classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on, on social media. Uh, I think to close, I'm just going to flip to a random page of that book. Uh, it, someone uh, messaged, by the way, I responded, but the 1003 Great Things About Teachers book is by uh, Lisa Burnback, Burnbach. Uh, Patricia Marks, Marks, and Anne Hodgman, Hodman, Hodman, um, and it's a, a thousand and three great things about teachers. Now, granted, they have stuff like different categories, but uh, let's just—I just flip to a random page. It doesn't say page numbers, so I can't really give you a reference. Sorry, I will prove that there aren't. Maybe I'll post on Instagram that there aren't page numbers. Uh, why a teacher is better than a parent? I guess that's what this uh, chapter is about. Uh, number one, doesn't embarrass you in front of your friends. I beg to differ. Doesn't talk about your posture all the time. Some teachers may beg to, to, to differ. Uh, doesn't call you by your older brother's name unless she taught your older brother. Uh, doesn't have aged relatives you have to visit. Can't force you to write thank you notes to aged relatives. Uh, can't make you eat your peas. Doesn't have your beeper number. Beeper number! When was this published? Dude, beeper number, I'm going to guess the 80s, the 90s. Copyright 2000? We had beepers in 2000. I feel like my dad had his first cell phone in 2000. Um, that's lovely. Won't nag you to feed the dog. You should feed your dog, though. Uh, won't keep telling you your shirt is untucked. There are some teachers that have to do that, sadly. Uh, has no taking away TV for a week privileges, which is a perfect fucking way to end it because damn, the parents barely have that right or they do have it and they choose not to for whatever reason. I'm not judgmental. I'm just saying, if your kid's constantly on the phone and failing all their classes, take away the phone, you know? You can adjust the plan, make them be Wi-Fi only or, you know, take it away physically, you know? 
or get him one of those Firefly phones. Remember those? Where there was two buttons, three buttons, 911, mom, dad, or Guardian 1, Guardian 2, 911. And I guess the power button. Get him one of those from 2002 or whatever it was from. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Patreon.com slash Classroom Brew for that bonus content and podcast merch. Uh, big thank you to our, our current Patreon members for helping support the show, especially because it's got a wedding to pay for, so I appreciate that very much. Weddings are very expensive. Uh, check out Blood Plasma, I guess, or Class Action Lawsuits. <laughs> if you're looking for an uh, interesting way to get some supplemental income, uh, especially during these summer months when we don't have any teacher income coming in. But hey, thank you guys so much. Stay safe. And until next week, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.